0: Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Megan Myers
1: and Steffi Predmore.
0: This week's episode, Home Gardening. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I
1: am inside per usual these days.
0: I mean, per usual, anyway.
1: And you know what? Honestly, we're in week... What is this? Like, week 10? Of, like, sheltering in place or something? Uh, I don't even know anymore. I've kind of lost count. But, and it obviously depends on what state you're in. It's like when you technically had to start sheltering in place. Illinois was relatively early. Um, But I think we're in something like week 9 or week 10 or... I don't know. It's insane. And... I feel like it's just making me really boring because I've I've lost I've run out of things to talk to people about.
0: Yeah, and the thing you end up talking about is like the whole situation, Which and I want to talk about. I don't. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm mm-hmm. done talking about it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something else,
1: it, right? But like, if I don't talk about it's that, or I can like tell you how cute my baby is.
0: I mean... She's pretty cute. She is pretty cute.
1: But, like, does anyone really, besides the grandparents and her birth family, does anyone really want to hear ad nauseum how cute my baby is? Probably not. Realistically, probably (laughs) not. No one else really cares that much. So I, like, try to refrain, but then I'm like, well, I've run out of things to talk about because... And it's been like raining here for the last week. So I haven't really even gone outside save for like a couple afternoons. So, like I have become so boring.
0: Yeah. So I, it's like, you know, today we're talking and I was like, it's Tuesday today. <laughs> I thought it was Wednesday. It's actually Tuesday. I should remember it was Tuesday because I knew we were recording our podcast today
1: well i mean i knew that and there were other like tuesday very tuesday things that were happening right only happened on tuesdays and yet my brain was still like oh wednesday yeah tomorrow's thursday and then after that is friday and then it's a long holiday or holiday weekend for memorial day i'm like
0: nope Mm -mm. no it's tuesday there was something i think that i had said a couple weeks ago i think where i was like every tuesday I think it's Wednesday, but then every (laughs) Thursday, I also think it's Wednesday, but I never actually think it, like on Wednesday, it's never actually Wednesday. (laughs) It's
1: a real, it's a real like logic puzzle
0: (laughs) with no logic. And it's weird too because it's not like we don't have like our routines. Like I still do monday through friday work like we do school monday through friday but i'm just like i don't know anymore
1: right like it's moderately better than it was when i was on maternity leave because at least i do i am working monday through friday and alex goes back to work friday saturday this week so that helps a a very small amount because at least i'm like well it's some sort of weekday but (laughs) i'm still confused Still totally confused. I, on, I can't believe like we're already mostly the w- most of the way through May. Like it's just, it's just cr- this time is a crazy,
0: just concept at this point. I mean, time is a concept, but that's a but, whole but like, other podcast. It's getting to be a crazier that... concept.
1: I was talking. I was talking to Eden's, Eden's birth mama, and she <laughs> was like, "I bought." our family a wall calendar this year and I don't know why I bothered because I should just tear it up <laughs> I, like, I mean yeah you probably should at this point like
0: w- nope I told you that you'd be that I got that undated planner for the year and I am patting myself on the back right now about that situation
1: real like you're gonna get two years of work worth out of that because <laughs> at this rate
0: yeah I'm real Bless real it. happy with that choice Bless now.
1: It. So, it's been rainy and gloomy here in Illinois for a little bit, but one of the things we had a sunny couple sunny afternoons and Alex got our garden in this past weekend. So, that is was like the perfect timing for us to be recording this episode because it's very top of mind and obviously where you are in texas your season is your seasons are much different than they are here in the midwest so you practically have grown-ass tomatoes at this point
0: oh yeah they are grown um
1: have and you picked any yet?
0: so no not technically technically um i picked one the other day because it was starting to get blush and i don't trust the birds so usually what we do is um pick them when they start to get red and then let them finish on the counter okay um in the windowsill and i turned it over and it had some uh large wormholes so (laughs) what would have wow. been the first tomato sadly has a tragic end in the compost pile Aww. um but it's fine i have actually Little lots of circle them but of life yeah they're just uh, they're not ready yet pretty um, close though yeah but uh yes we have been planting things for a while now and so we just want to talk about gardening in general yeah
1: if you follow megan on instagram she's been like garden boasting for a while.
0: It's like the daily tomato report.
1: (laughs) It is and I'm living vicariously through you because we literally just planted our tiny little tomato plant so it'll be a little while before we are harvesting the proverbial fruits of our labor but
0: (laughs) but by the time you are ours will be done so that's
1: that's so it's a trade-off. Yeah ours go through we're still getting to we'll still be getting tomatoes by the time we get our first frost so you know, it's, it's a funny, it's so, it's just a funny thing. So that actually brings up a really good point about like home gardening is knowing your zone. Um, if you are new to gardening, every, there, every region is in a numbered zone. So Illinois is in zone five. I don't know what zone Texas is in. I forgot to look it up.
0: Well, Texas is so big that we're You're actually multiple zones. yeah multiple zones. I think I think the zone that I particularly am in is eight B. Okay. I believe I um, was looking at it recently because I was on the search for fruit plants, yes. fruit trees, um, and I popped in my zip code and i believe 8b is what came back but um there's such a wide range of weather from like the top of texas all the way down that's to true. the rio grande valley that like it, it's no way to classify it all as the same
1: yeah that's that makes sense and so, it's
0: not like a if you look at a map of the united states and all the yes. zones it's not like a straight lines or anything like that right. it's pretty curvy and You know, based on climate and lots of other different things.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it's helpful to know your zone because a lot of times when you go to buy a plant at the nursery or if you are looking at plants online, it'll tell you what zone it can grow in. Um, And that's for like typically like I'm putting this bitch in the ground and it is staying there. Uh, (laughs) Like technically I can grow higher numbered zone, like the higher number is typically like a warmer zone. Um, but so like I could grow plants for zone eight, but I'd have to grow them either like in my house all the time, or they would be able to go outside only during the summer like only during the really hot parts of the year and then they'd have to come inside and like be indoor plants the rest of the time so uh, the zones are important for knowing you know if if you don't want to be dealing with like high maintenance plants that are coming in and out of your house or if you're not looking for a house plant specifically know your zone because that's going to tell you what you can grow and like It'll also indicate, like, when is the best time to be planting things like vegetables.
0: Right. And if you live in a place that um, you're getting your plants, like, directly from a local nursery, mm-hmm. they should be carrying only the things that you can grow there anyway. Right. So right. that's if a benefit.
1: If you can't put it in the ground, it'll probably be in the house plant section.
0: Right. Um, but I do think that possibly stores like Home Depot or Lowe's, they might not be able Mm -hmm. to separate them out as much. Yeah. Um, I know that I see a lot of plants there that are outside that I'm like, I don't know how long that's actually going to live. I don't know. That's a good idea. 100 degree days here, but okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, but the right, local like, nursery should definitely like, have the stuff that you need.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or, like, you know, sometimes the big box stores, they'll have, like, all the plants, they're all outside, and so you'll be, like, walking along here, and they will be, like you know peonies and you know marigolds and all sorts of normal things and then all of a sudden you come up to succulents and you're like those those cannot grow outside in illinois. <laughs> <laughs> they do not live outside in illinois don't do it so no um yeah that's definitely that's a for sure so we've talked about houseplants, we had brandy on, we talked about our our love of our little plant babies that live indoors, but um, we haven't really talked about our gardens. um, And we're using garden in sort of a broad term, uh, but both vegetables and flowers. Um, So Megan, what are some of the things, you know, obviously, you are growing tomatoes in your vegetable garden. Um, What are some of the things that you like to grow how did you get into gardening tell me more
0: uh so I remember having a garden when I was a kid um we didn't I don't remember growing that much in it uh, to, aside from raspberries and green beans maybe mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure we grew more than that but that's all I remember yeah. <laughs> um and so when we bought our house our first house i was like that was one of my things where i was like i really want to have a garden um i just really like growing things and being able to like grow my own food just sounds so cool right um because i'm a nerd and i think that's cool uh I mean, so here we are
1: having a whole podcast episode about it so you're right. not alone
0: we uh we built some raised beds because in central texas our dirt is very like, clayey mm-hmm. so things don't really grow um at least vegetables don't grow that great directly sure. into the soil unless you're like a farmer and know what you're doing with all right. the things and i don't be- because i'm not <laughs> <And> <laughs> so we built some raised beds at that house and um i just kind of uh Did something that I don't know if I necessarily would recommend, which is planted like 10 million things. (laughs) Um, So I got a book uh, called Square Foot Gardening, which I do really recommend. It's a good book. For beginning gardeners, especially. Um, It's basically a method where you have a raised bed and then you block off your raised bed into square foot chunks. And then you plant each square according to the grid system that he has laid out in the book. And I found it to be super, super helpful as a beginning gardener. Um, so I would definitely recommend it. The th- my downfall was that I was like, plant I- we had two four by eight foot beds, and I planted like both of them, yeah, like full of things. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great idea. We're going to have so much. It's- it's- it gets hot in Texas, you guys. Like... I did not really, the first year we had the garden, I did not really foresee (laughs) how much maintenance it would be. It's a lot. For a garden. Um, Aside from it being hot, like just having a garden is a lot of work. Yes. Uh, There's a
1: lot more weeding that you have to do than you think.
0: Yes, even in a raised bed where you think like you're protected from that, you're not. Nope. Um, But even so, despite there was a lot of failures in those first trials um I found out the things that did work from that uh Mm -hmm. like tomatoes for some reason I can do really well with tomatoes so we just kept going on with that and then we moved to this house I immediately was like I need raised beds right away (laughs) (laughs) and so we have some raised they are metal raised beds and I'm actually getting some more new big ones soon. Um, I'm very excited to expand my vegetable garden but yeah it was just kind of a lot of um, you know this is what I remember growing up and I want to have this in my my yard and go out to the backyard and pick some vegetables to have for dinner kind of thing. It's kind of a little bit of the romanticized notion of it. Sure. But um, because I also like to cook and I like to can things it it just makes sense for me. Yeah. And also, I found out that it's just really satisfying to me mm-hmm. to, like, go out into the garden and, like, pull a few weeds from the thing, check on all the leaves, and pull the suckers from the tomatoes, and, yeah, I don't know, it just it's very calming to just go sit in the garden.
1: It is. It is. And you see, like, oh, look, my tomato plants grew so much overnight like yeah it's nice little nice little feelings
0: yeah it's also nice to have all the roses that we have to roses grow pretty well in texas yeah um i guess you can just neglect them <laughs> <laughs> down here at least and um those are always really nice to be like oh my gosh the roses are blooming again yes. yay it's because they bloom like just non-stop practically yeah so it's pretty crazy
1: very jealous of your roses I roses are not a thing that I have the green thumb for
0: I literally don't do anything that's why it's so <laughs> crazy we really do like we planted them and then we just ignore them and I think this I I trimmed my um i have a a yellow rose bush that's a julia child variety and i like pruned it for the first time like a a week ago you're like look at me and we planted it like two two or three years ago and i was like i know how to prune my rose bush now i'm so fancy but (laughs) we literally just ignore them and we did that at our old house too we had rose bushes all along one side of the house and we just planted them and then just like ignored them
1: that's my, my grandmother, my great-grandmother used to put things on the ground and go, grow, damn it, and then walk away. <laughs> she really it did works that. sometimes. She really did that.
0: So you don't have a raised bed.
1: Not, well, uh, I have it. So I suppose technically it is a raised bed. It is boxed in. Um but it is mostly the regular soil. Like it's not the soil. We don't have the soil all the way to the top. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess technically it is a raised bed for our garden. Um, but the the we boxed it in for a couple of reasons. One to give me some parameters um, also <laughs> because then because then we were able, we have to put up the super like janky, like, kind of, like, chicken wire around it, mostly to keep the dogs from tromping through it. Yeah. Um, so it is a little... It's not, like, the prettiest thing, just because the chicken wire is is kind of janky, but um, it does the job. So, you know. Um, but, yeah, my dad helped, helped me build that when the first year we moved into the house, when Alex was working so much, uh, my dad came over and helped me build it. And... Um, I actually did square foot gardening the first year as well Um, and I kind of did the same thing I was like I'm gonna plant all the things Um, (laughs) and then I figured out what I liked planting what I didn't like planting and what was kind of a bust and we live in a very old neighborhood we have a lot of very large trees and so my yard gets a lot of shade there are patches of it that get some decent sun and we had to put the the garden where we did um luckily it was a pretty empty area of the yard anyway um, when we moved in but we had to put it where we did because it does get the most sun and obviously things like tomatoes need a lot of sun um so we sort of experimented and figured out like okay this is worth doing and really the punchline is like we grow a shit ton of tomatoes and that's really where our sweet spot is. Mm-hmm. Um I've tried growing peppers and it's funny my I have a friend down the street and he always has a garden and for some reason like he can grow peppers like crazy and cannot grow tomatoes and I can grow Tomatoes like crazy, and he and cannot and I cannot grow peppers worth a damn. So last summer I was like, maybe next year we should just each grow the thing we're good at growing and swap, because this is getting ridiculous. Um, I think I planted a jalapeno last year, and I got two de- like deformed jalapenos off of it. It was totally bizarre. Um, yeah,
0: I we actually we haven't had that much luck with peppers either. It's very yeah. strange. I because I, I have a,
1: soil. I don't know what it is.
0: I don't know. I have a friend who they he has a big garden and he has like lots and lots of pepper plants because mm-hmm. he really likes making hot sauces and stuff. Yeah. And his pepper plants are like crazy every year, like yes. ginormous bushes, like my tomato plants get. Yes, but I don't know what I am doing wrong to not get bigger pepper plants.
1: That was the exact thing that Sam and I, like I noticed with Sam's garden is like, he he plants these tomatoes and he gets like three measly tomatoes that his squirrels take off with. Mm-hmm. And then I'll plant, like last year I was like in my garden observing our two little deformed jalapenos that mm-hmm. ended up not even really being edible. And then I went over to their house for something and their jalapeno had like thirty peppers on it. I was like, what in the world are you doing over here? Like, I don't understand. So yeah, I don't know why some things grow well for some people and not for others. But um, we are trying again with the peppers because, you know, if the first 2 don't succeed, just apparently keep on trying. Um, We are we do cucumbers. Well, cucumber plant
0: singular plant <laughs> because <laughs> let me tell you have you learned from my mistake
1: i did learn from your mistake <laughs> what was that two years ago it was cucumber games. It was,
0: it was two years ago and let me tell you so in my defense it was only two cucumber plants <laughs> it was not like a, a large amount it was right. two and, and four of you in the house
1: you know like
0: a, well you know they the bob and reese like Uh, pickles, and Mm -hmm. I enjoy cucumber salads. Not, like, every day I want to eat cucumbers, but um, (laughs) when, like, it's exciting, because cucumbers, they grow pretty well, and they grow fast. So fast. So, like, when you get your first cucumber, you're like, yes, my first cucumber! And then you have, like, a new cucumber, like, every day. Or
1: sometimes multiple.
0: Multiple. Or then you turn it, it's kind of like It's also like zucchini where, like, all of a sudden you somehow missed a cucumber and then you have an enormous one because you didn't see it the other day. And I had so many cucumbers that year. We made so many jars of pickles that we still have and also i gave away a bunch to my neighbors
1: she would like send pictures of just like five or six huge cucumbers <laughs> be, like, so many like every cucumbers. day he'd be, like here's my
0: cucumbers i had to put out like a i put out a cooler in our driveway and then i like put a little notice in our facebook our neighborhood facebook group and i was like i have a thousand cucumbers please come take some <laughs> yeah and only like two people took cucumbers so i still had most of them at the end of the
1: day oh my god. <laughs> yeah i uh i just planted the one plant and i was still considering like ding dong ditching my neighbors with some cucumbers because i was like like you know i picked like four like big cucumbers and then the next day there would be two more i'm like oh my yeah. god like we'd love like we like. I like just like vinegar pickles. Alex likes pickling things, but I was like, "There's only so much tzatziki I can make." Like, I, I, I
0: don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> cu- there's cucumber salad. There's. I don't really like gazpacho that much. Um, you can't. You can't really freeze cucumbers. No. So, like, it's just.
1: It's not like zucchini where you can make zucchini bread.
0: Like Yeah, and you can freeze zucchini too. Right. So
1: yeah. Cucumbers it's try planting one plant and then see how oh. it goes. And if it's not enough, then plant another one next year. That's my cucumber advice. Yeah. So funnily
0: enough, I cannot grow zucchini, which hmm. is uh that one that everybody's always like, I have thousands of zucchinis. Right i have literally never been able to grow a zucchini that's wild um every year i've tried this at both of our houses actually (laughs) and the plant grows really well and then it gets killed by a squash vine borer oh no um and i have tried to do all the things that they tell you to do to prevent it prevent them and then like what to do when you like see the signs and like you're supposed to cut open the thing and like get it out and then like replant it in like all these things and none of it ever works um so I've never gotten zucchini out of my garden but I have been able to grow butternut squash interesting which does have the same squash vine borer problem but I think because it's a winter squash It's a little hardier, so the vine bounces back a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And so we've gotten, the same year that I grew all the cucumber, I also had butternut squash. Um, And that worked out pretty well, weirdly. The funny thing I think that people don't realize is that when you plant winter squash, you're actually planting it at the same time as you're planting summer squash. Just i think a lot of people don't know that there. yeah but i think because it's so like it takes so long and it's hardy like that's why yeah it l- didn't get completely killed but if any listeners out there have like a tried and true way to completely eradicate squash vine borers from my raised beds and that they will never come back hit your girl up please 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 <laughs> Because I would love to grow zucchini. I love zucchini. Yeah, I zucchini totally bread zucchini. is like our family's favorite thing. So it's really good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I love I love some zucchini bread. Alex is also attempting to grow some
0: corn. Um, oh, we tried that once.
1: Well, he tried it last year, but it never got past the little seedlings under the grow light because Cora kept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it. she kept eating it. So, um, it never made it out to the garden. Um, we're gonna see. If, <laughs> we're gonna see if we can get it out, actually, out to the garden this year. Um, so, and it, we're doing a few like radishes and stuff like that. And then the other thing that I always plant in my vegetable garden are some pollinator. Flowers, hmm mm-hmm. um, Pollinator attracting flowers. Um, so I always plant marigolds. Um, and I plant them because they detract bad bugs and they attract good bugs. But I also plant them in honor of my mom. Um, they're a symbol of remembering our loved ones who have passed on. And they were also the last thing she and I ever planted together. Um, so I always plant marigolds. And then... Um, the farmer that we get our CSA through, they always have a bunch of plant starts that you can get at the beginning of the season, and um, one of her passions is, like, a whole bunch of different um, flowers and herbs and things like that, and so um, I, I'll get some, I always get some, like, different ones, and so I think this year I've got, like, calendula and and sometimes I get zinnias, sometimes uh, I think this year I've got something called borage, which I've never heard of, but you know, I planted it, we'll see what it does. <laughs> um, so and I, I just plant those just literally right in the vegetable garden, um, kind of off to the side, of, out front or whatever, and they look really pretty, but they also um, encourage bees and butterflies and all those good things to come and hang out um so it's a good idea to plant stuff like that in with your vegetables
0: yeah I don't do marigolds because for some reason they seem to die like immediately here
1: oh sad
0: and I don't know why I don't know if it's because I'm buying like the already like grown ones from Mm -hmm. the store probably should just do from seed but I like to do nasturtiums oh uh uh-huh those are pretty nice, and zinnias, too. I really like those. I just looked at borage, and it's uh, very pretty, so I'm That's excited I'm to see does. how that looks in your garden.
1: Yeah, well, so this year, obviously, like, we couldn't go just, like, shop at the farmer's market like I normally do, mm-hmm. um, so they did, they still had the plant starters, and our, our farmer's market did, ended up doing, like, a curbside pickup thing a couple weeks ago, and so what the our farmer did is they just grouped and they had like um basically like sets of plants and so like our tomatoes you just got six tomato plants and it was just a variety of all different kinds of cherry tomatoes and heirloom tomatoes and all that kind of stuff um and you just kind of got what you got and then she did the same thing for the pollinator plants so we got six different pollinator plants and um it was just sort of a haphazard mix and i just happened to get a marigold because i was like if we don't get a marigold alex you have to go get seeds for marigolds and he was like oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, which but we did get one so um yeah and i think we got a, like a sunflower and actually we also got um, cilantro which if you let like go to seed it flowers and attracts pollinators and stuff like that because we don't eat cilantro in our house so um, we'll just let it do its thing and bring on the good the
0: little good bugs
1: um
0: the good insects so yeah and then you can take the seeds and have coriander yes which i it's funny because um i also do not eat cilantro Mm -hmm. uh but i like coriander
1: yeah and i don't think a lot of people realize that they're the same plant yeah so um, yeah, it's definitely, I think that's one of those like, huh. Um, and then, so those are, that's the stuff that I grow like in my like vegetable garden. And then in my yard, um, in my flower beds, um, I have a whole corner that's peonies. Um, and so, which actually, so two of them like came with the house and then I have a, so I have a big double pink and a single pink that like came with the house And I have a uh, yellow one that came from my mom's yard. And then (laughs) when we moved in, I like, I, I like got one and I had ordered one online and I planted it. And then it like never did anything. And I just thought it like died. And... Last year, I like looked and there was the foliage for it. And then this year, it's back and it's bigger and it actually has a bloom on it. But it's been so long since I planted it that I don't remember what it looks like. So it's going to be a real surprise when it blooms. See, (laughs) what does this flower look like? Um, I know it's a double, but that's all I can remember. So I have a a surprise peony. Um, And those grow really well for me. I don't do shit to them. Sort of like your roses. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're kind of low-maintenance plants anyway. Um, but I mean, in, in theory, you're supposed to like cut cut the foliage back, like in the fall and stuff. I never do that, and they seem to do pretty great. So <laughs> it's whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I have a shit ton of daylilies. Um, so my my. Grandmother, my great grandmother loved flowers. She grew up in Mississippi. Camellias were her favorite. She would graft camellias. And then my grandmother, when she was newly married, and had a bunch of little kids and three of them and was like kind of going stir crazy she sort of taught herself how to garden and she was a master gardener for a while and then she quit because she didn't like how whiny quote all the little ladies were <laughs> parentheses all the little ladies were actually younger than her and um so like she and she has always just had the most beautiful flower beds and she's she can literally like look stick a, put a stick in the ground and it'll grow, um, and sh- she discovered wherever near where she lives in Indiana, years and years and years and years ago, she discovered this lady. We called her the Daylily Lady. Her old name was Mrs. Stalkup, and you went to Mrs. Stalkup's house, and she had acres probably of beds full of daylilies. I mean every single color, doubles, singles, small ones, big ones, literally rainbows of daylily plants. And she was about 400 years old when I was little, so I'm sure she's long <laughs> dead. And you'd walk around and you'd say, "Oh, that's that one's pretty," and she would say, "That one's called whatever, whatever the name of it was," and she'd tell you how much it cost. And if that's the one you wanted, she had her spade right there and she'd dig up a chunk of it and put it in, a, wrap it up and wrap the roots in um, newspaper, stick it in a plastic bag. And there you were with your dailies. <laughs> <laughs> so we have all of these different dailies the, our family has had all these different daylilies from various annual visits to the daylily lady's house. And they followed us from house to house. And so I now have a lot of my mom's and my grandmother's daylilies. Um, and they're all very, they're all beautiful and all different. And now I, you know, I have no idea what the names are anymore and who really gives a crap. But um, they're so hardy, they're almost impossible to kill. And, like, I mean, literally, this woman would just, like, it didn't matter what time of year it was, she would just, like, dig up the plant, hack off a piece of it, and, like, give it to you, and you'd go stick it in the ground, and it would grow. So, like, if you're, like, particularly, I guess, in the Midwest, if you're, like, gee, what can I grow that's pretty and really hard to kill? The answer is daylilies.
0: Yeah, we had daylilies in my uh, parents' yard when I was growing up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always remember loving them. Apparently, in Texas, you can grow them, but you have to like be very careful about where you plant them. Oh, because I mean, it's makes too sense. hot here. But yeah, um, that makes sense. In the Midwest, they're amazing. They're definitely like a thing that I remember about like living in the Midwest is that everyone has daylilies
1: Everyone has and a lot of them are very like a lot of people have what my family calls ditch lilies, which are like the very plain orange ones yep, that like grow in the ditches <laughs> um and so there's actually like there are i mean i'm not kidding just like pink and yellow and red and purple and you know all of these really pretty ones that you can get um and you can buy them online at various stores if you can't find you know a crazy old lady with a <laughs> a yard full of daylilies to buy them from you can buy them online um and they're and so hardy and so hard to grow or i mean honestly like they get big enough that you have to divide them to keep them flowering well so like if you know somebody if you have a neighbor that has same thing with hostas Host, if you have a lot of shade hostas are great and they're also really hard to kill mm-hmm. and they also have to be divided at some point i have several huge hostas that i really need to divide this fall and i'm probably just gonna like put them out in the front yard and like get like you did with your cucumbers put in the neighborhood group like hey if anyone wants some hostas come grab them stick them in your in the yard, like take them because you have, like if you don't divide them, they don't, they don't thrive. So find a neighbor that's like, t- look around in the fall, find a neighbor who seems to be dividing plants and be like, Hey, what are you doing with those? <laughs> Can I have some? Cause they probably are like, I feel guilty throwing, it's sort of like sourdough starter. I feel guilty throwing it out, but
0: I have to divide it. Someone please take it. <laughs> same thing with like uh fruit trees i'm always like can i ask that person if i can have their fruit that they're obviously not eating right <laughs> but it feels weird to ask <laughs> like right? i'm sorry i'm a creeper but habits? uh i was driving by and um <laughs> i see you have a tree full of plums and <laughs> <But> what <laughs> yeah. are you planning to do with those plums anything <laughs> anything because i can take them off your hands for you look and how generous jam. i am and I'll come back with some jam for you. I'll give you a jar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I also have a um, a separate herb garden.
1: Nice. Yes. That
0: I keep. Yeah, I keep that one. Actually, uh, it's sort of a raised bed ish situation. Um, it's like a, enclosed by stone, mm-hmm. and that's right by our back door, so it has easy access. Um, you know, for the kitchen, and. Uh it's, it's going pretty good this year um, after I had to replant some things because my husband with his good intentions uh, had ripped out <laughs> a few of my plants like uh, the oregano and the thyme and some other stuff. <laughs> Oops. It's fine. Um, and so, yeah, I really like having that herb garden even if I like don't always use it. Yeah, every day I feel like it's the same kind of. way. I feel a little guilty being like, oh, I have all these fresh herbs that I don't use, uh, but they're really easy to grow. Yes, and um, don't really need a lot of maintenance. Right, and it's and especially if depending on what kind of herbs that you're growing, you might not want to do what I did and have them all growing in the same bed together. Uh huh. Uh, because certain herbs are creepers um like oregano is kind of a creeper time sometimes can be uh Uh, but if you decide to grow mint oh my god my advice is put it in a pot oh my god (laughs) i will never be free of the mint
1: no, or if or if you decide to be nice to for your cat and grow catnip, put that shit in the pot.
0: Yeah, don't put it just somewhere in the. You'll you'll never grew, stop picking it. I grew it.
1: catnip our first year here.
0: And Finding I it everywhere. It
1: out. Oh my god! Alex was like turning over the garden. And he was like, "What smells like weed?" And I was like, "It's the catnip." <laughs>
0: The cat drugs and there was like
1: a whole plant that had just come out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm like Jesus Christ. Mint is the same way. You'll find it like you'll plant it in one part of the yard and you'll find it across the yard the next year. And you're like, how did this happen?
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's super annoying because I just keep pulling it and pulling it and pulling it. And we don't eat that much mint. No, you can't Um, make
1: that many mojitos. Like,
0: yeah, like I'm gonna make some syrup. I need to write a post about simple syrup. But like, that's still not that much mint. And I just, I feel like after i'm done with that post i'm just gonna rip out every trace of mint you'll
1: still have plenty next year that will come out
0: (laughs) i'm sure i will i will be fine (laughs) but in the same vein as like everything else that i just kind of plant and ignore yes we i always i let a lot of my plants just go to seed oh yeah um so like we planted arugula and stuff and like i just kind of forgot about maintaining the arugula yeah, and, then it and it flowered and i was like oh well the butterflies will like it <laughs> the bees, so I, whatever um but the same thing happens with some herbs like basil yeah where if you aren't continuously picking the basil it'll just start mm-hmm. to flower yeah, it,
1: it bolts and then it gets bitter
0: mm-hmm. especially if it gets really hot like all of a sudden yeah and So I've, I don't think last year was as bad. I think I stayed on top of it last year, but the year before I actually like, our basil got really, really big and then I totally ignored it and it like bolted like crazy. And so now our basil just like re-propagated itself. (laughs) So because it like, we let the seeds go that one year, like Mm -hmm. every year now we just get basil in our in our herb garden without having to go and buy a new Look basil you, plant girl. i know i was like actually I feel pretty smart now i don't have to yeah. go buy a basil plant um chives, totally chives are another really good one
1: that are and that, that's actually and chives are a, a perennial so yeah. uh, you plant chives one year and you'll have them for quite some time
0: i still have these same chives that i planted in a pot Oh, gosh. At our old house. Yeah. Like, so it must have, like, I don't even know when I planted it at our old house, but I started right. them in a pot at our old house, For and we had them for years in a pot, and then I brought the pot to our new house, yep. <laughs> and then we transferred the stuff in the pot to the bed, and so, so we've had the same, like, chive plant, basically, for, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years, almost.
1: Yeah. And... Again, that's another one where, like, if you let it bloom and then you'll often end up with chives in, like, random spots. But Mm -hmm. um, my friend has a really great trick for the chive blossoms. She cuts them, like, right away and then she infuses them in just, like, white vinegar and you end up with this really lovely like chive blossom vinegar that is amazing and like salad dressing um I've made ranch dressing using it oh my god so good
0: that does sound really good
1: really good keeps for a really long time too because obviously it's vinegar if you put it in a little jar in your yeah. fridge it'll keep basically indefinitely but um yeah I learned that trick from her and I was like this is genius
0: weirdly I've only gotten maybe like three flowers on my chive plant.
1: Well, time like to go
0: in, raid the neighbors yard. of all time. I don't know why I don't know how it keeps like spreading itself without any flowers. But it's, magic. it's not like mint where it throws out runners, I think. So right. I don't know. I'm not sure, but Um, that's another thing. I really need to make something with my chives.
1: Yes. I love chives. I love having chives because chives you can like snip off and you can put them in your eggs. You can put them in salad dressing. I love to take, um, one of my favorite things is to take radishes, like spring radishes, and I have them or quarter them depending on how big they are. And I like saute them in butter. Until they like get like nice and soft and brown, and then I finish them with some like f- some flaky sea salt and some chives. Oh my god, I love chives! So good,
0: it's turning so into a, a cooking show again. But I mean, hey, that's hey. fine, that's kind of what gardening is, it's what it is. That's you know? why you garden, right? So,
1: um, so when it comes to like seed starting. I, we, <laughs> we talked about with Brandy, I have, a you know, a grow light that makes it look like I'm probably growing weed in my house. Um, and so we have used our grow light to start, um, do some seed starts, um, the last couple of years. So the corn that the cat kept eating, um, the like radishes and, um, a couple herbs and things like that. Um, we've started, um inside have you you ever actually like played around with any of those little like arrow garden thing like the super fancy things
0: where it has like the pod and it's like it's like magic indoor garden we've never had one of those but we did for a little while have one of those fish tanks that you grow stuff on top oh do you know what i'm talking about yes yeah it grows like I don't know, little lettuces and I guess I think it was lettuces and herbs um, in the top of the fish tank, and that sort of worked. Uh huh. It just and it was ended up being kind of weird because you're like, well, my fish is in there, <laughs> and like, like the fish poop like supposed to help fertilize the plant, and like there's the whole like symbiotic relationship thing happening, mm. but um, our plants that we had never really grew that well. Sure because part of it is like plants need light yeah and like warmth but like you can't have a fish in a windowsill (laughs) (laughs) because the fish will die right um so it was a little like what do we do here kind of situation um yes so it it felt like it was good in theory uh not so much much in practice (laughs) i do know some people that have tried the arrow garden things and they do seem to work pretty well i'm always
1: very impressed by like the way that they look they're um i think that's i you know i think they would be great like if you had a small space and you didn't have like much outdoor space um i think that that would be a great option for like growing like herbs and stuff and mm-hmm. you know and like things like lettuce and stuff that you can kind of grow because lettuce is one of those things that you can um you can do multiple crops a year of because it grows and you pick it and then it's done and then you can like rotate and do another um batch of it um so, I feel like that would be a great solution, like, for people that just really don't have outdoor space, but they live in a city, in an apartment, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I it's one of those things I'm like, I just want to play with it. I just want to see if it works like I think it does.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> it does seem to. I, I do wonder about, like, the long-term effectiveness of it. Like Sure. It, I, I feel like it's probably one of those things where you're like oh, I have fresh herbs in my kitchen and you're like happy with it for like two months and then right. then it gets to be a lot of work and you just have right. to maintain it. Um, and then maybe you probably don't grow stuff in anymore. Well, I, I'd be curious to hear from people who like continuously use an arrow garden for yeah. like a year um, just to see like how effective it is long-term as a tool for that. Because I feel yeah. like you get bored with it I would
1: think so. Because like our grow light, like we only use it to start seeds like in the spring and then the Mm -hmm. rest of the time I have like succulents and um, some things like that growing under it that I just don't really have the light for in other places in my house, Um, light and space. Um, So like the grow light gets use all year round um, because it's a little bit more versatile um, Than something like an arrow garden where you like have to actually grow something in those little like pods and.
0: I do also wonder that like, like how many people can eat from an arrow garden, like because you're just basically one growing toddler. like yeah like you're just growing lettuces and herbs <laughs> right so like how long does it take first of all to grow something big yes. enough for you to actually eat yes. and then like you make one salad and it's wiped out like what. Right. i I always
1: wonder that about people that grow microgreens mm -hmm. like i mean i know again like it's one of those things where like you grow them you eat them and then you grow them again but like see, it feels like a lot of work for some very tiny greens
0: (laughs) I i think you probably i think people who grow microgreens probably grow like a lot right and i'm guessing they probably have them what i would do if i grew them i would grow them like on a schedule yeah, probably. So, like, I would start one batch, and then, like, a week later, start another Rotating. batch, and then, like, go through that to make sure that I was, like, always in the greens. <laughs> you always
1: had tiny greens to, like, <laughs> my tiny delicately <laughs> add over your scrambled eggs. Yep. <laughs> or
0: oh, all my tiny little... On
1: your avocado toast. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything that you, like really wish that you either could grow or that you like just really want to try growing in your garden um I
1: always end up like lusting after um poppies Mm -hmm. so this is more like for my flower garden and I can't seem to get them to grow
0: I've never tried.
1: And I'm also really bad at growing hydrangeas. The really funny thing is that I sort of take after my mother and my grandmother in that way. Like, we all sort of suck at growing the same things. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just something in our genetics. Like, I don't know. But then, like, I have a clematis that it came with a house. It was sort of just barely alive when we bought the house. And I found it. And I, like, revived it. And I have it growing up like this lamppost that's in our backyard. And it is thriving. And, like, my mom was always really great at growing things like clematis. And so, like, it's a very funny, like, I don't know why (laughs) our three generations of women are all, we have, like, the same talents for things. But poppies poppies and hydrangeas, not things that I am very good at growing. (laughs) But I love them and they're beautiful. So... I would love to be able to grow them, but nope. Mm-mm. I just have to, like, lust after other people's.
0: Yeah, we can't grow hydrangeas here at all. They're it's
1: very sad because they smell so beautiful.
0: I know. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, um bit. I was very excited because the other day I found out that there is a type of lilac that grows in Texas. <gasps> I and lilac. I, we had a lilac bush in my yard when I was growing up, and so I love the smell of lilacs, and it just mm-hmm. makes me like so happy for springtime and everything. Yes. And so I think I'm gonna try and get one of those varieties and see how it goes.
1: Yes, you should. the That actually jogged my memory of something else I wanted to say. Like, if you are getting started with gardening, if you have your first yard, if you're not sure what to plant. And again, this is very specific to... This suggestion is very specific to the Midwest. I don't know how well this works in other parts of the country. Bulbs. Get yourself some bulbs.
0: Oh, yeah. Bulbs grow everywhere, I think. I'm pretty
1: sure they grow everywhere. But um, you plant them in the fall, and they come up in the spring, and they are perennial, so you don't really have to do it every year. And they'll grow several seasons before they kind of start to poop out, um, and you want to plant new ones. But... Get, your, get yourself some daffodils, some tulips, some crocus. The crocus are like the very first thing that comes up after the snowfall here. And the, those snakes come up when there's a little bit of snow on the ground sometimes. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God, there's something green. It's alive. There's a flower. <laughs> <laughs> and every year my husband goes, what's that purple thing that popped up? And I go, it's a crocus. He goes oh, and then repeat year after year until I die. <laughs> but they're super easy. Um, you just have to plant them like you plant them in the fall. All you have to do there's like a a direction like a direction up down whatever. Yeah, you just have to, like point them in the right direction. But they'll I think come up.
0: I think it's up.
1: Yeah, there's like
0: I don't remember. It's on the package.
1: Yeah, it's on the package. Just follow the directions, and there's like so many different pretty ones like beyond just, like, your yellow daffodils or whatever. Um, And so I always like to get kind of, like, unique varieties. Um, But I plant them all around the yard. And they just, they look so pretty when there's literally nothing else blooming yet. And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, my God, winter is going forever. This is going to be the year that spring doesn't come. And then you're like, oh, a
0: daffodil! There is hope! (laughs) We have um, we have daffodils. Uh, We have the ones that are white on the outside with a yellow center. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have uh, a few giant irises. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I can't remember what the color is actually called, but I have a few of those. And there's also one that we planted that I cannot remember the name, and it's not ranunculus. But I feel like it's something close to that, but we have a few of those, but they're not doing as well for the bulbs. But the daffodils and the irises do really well, and every fall, I want to plant more, and I forget every single fall <laughs> um, i have
1: uh, I have a couple iris. My mom had tons of iris in all different colors. they're but so pretty. yeah when we moved, when they moved out of the house that I grew up in, um, they moved kind of suddenly and it was um, they were like planning to move and it was like kind of late summer and a lot of the stuff had finished blooming like a lot of the um, iris and the dailies had finished blooming and since and it wasn't really like a planned move it was one of those things where my mom was like okay I'm gonna give you some things but I literally don't know what this looks like (laughs) So she just, like, walked around, and she was like, well, this is an iris, and this is a daylily. Um, Like, she knew sort of what some of the daylilies were going to look like, but she was like, here, here's some stuff. And she would, like, point at it, and I'd dig it up, and then i put it in my yard, and it was, like, next year, like, surprise, what's it going to look like? Um, (laughs) So I only got a couple of the iris, but, um, yeah, it was... (laughs) it was one of those I was like well you don't actually have anything ugly in your yard so I'll just take what I could get and it'll just you know next year we'll just see see what happens but I do love I do love irises they're beautiful
0: I have um I just looked it up I have a uh, I don't know the color but it's a bearded iris oh uh uh-huh so it's like the fancier one (laughs) fancier iris. iris um yeah, and the other thing that I always like think about growing that I think will be fun is to grow pumpkins.
1: Oh yeah, um,
0: we've never tried to do that.
1: I've never, gr- I've never grown any sort of squash. I yeah. love squash
0: and I potatoes. I want to grow potato. I want to grow everything, you guys. Like it's just
1: Alex really sad. wants to. Alex just picked up at. Um, he was at the co-op grocery, and they had ramps, which are uh, uh, you cannot cultivate and so you just sort of like f- see them and you're like oh my god i gotta get these ramps um so he picked up some of the ramps and they also had sunchokes
0: um mm.
1: and which are amazing and like he's pretty sure he's like i'm pretty sure you could just like break off a nubbin of the sun choke and like plant it <laughs> i was like i don't know you're I, asking the wrong person but i
0: mean... <sighs> I think you probably need it to like grow a little, like an old potato first. I don't know.
1: Maybe I, I don't know. I have a feeling he's going to be researching it. So, because I think he's like, "Ooh, project." But yeah, I sort <laughs> of have the same. Yeah, potatoes. I would love to love to grow potatoes. One of our coworkers is growing potatoes in like old like burlaps, like coffee bags, like coffee.
0: Yeah, a big, like, big bag or, like, Mm -hmm. even, like, a trash bin, apparently, is, like, a really good way Mm -hmm. to grow them. Um, You don't plant them directly into the ground, so.
1: Yeah, I've never done it, but it sounds cool.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. It also sounds
1: like one of those things that I would be really into, like, when I planted it in May, April, May, and then by the time it actually came time to do anything i would have petered out my interest on
0: it to be completely honest with and you. then you'd be like what do i do with all these potatoes <laughs> <laughs> so many potatoes
1: i'd be like uh, uh, potatoes that's why, like, that's why i like growing tomatoes because they're just so low maintenance Like,
0: <laughs> that's true i mean i don't think potatoes are very much maintenance because they grow underground no. so you just like that's true do you don't do they anything and then or they don't yeah and then like you just when the when the plant dies, you like pull up the tomato the potatoes, and I don't yeah. I don't think that they're actually a lot of work, but I've never done it, so I don't know for sure. Oh, I
1: can't tell you. <laughs> Hard to say. The, I do I do definitely. There is a period of the year. There's a chunk of the summer when it gets real hot and real humid mm-hmm. that I lose interest in doing Uh anything besides picking whatever has grown and i'm like i look at the weeds and i'm like fuck that shit and i like go back in the house and close the door and pretend it's not there
0: (laughs) i mean we generally do not if unless we're trying to grow melons we try we sometimes plant melons in the summer but if we aren't growing anything besides melons from like july to end of september like i don't even go out there no because it's too hot and not worth it so that so usually like when their tomatoes are done i'm like okay that's it we're done for the season pulling (laughs) it up it's all dirt now (laughs) wait till it's fall and we can plant all the fall stuff
1: Uh, yeah for real there's
0: also one more plant that i'm excited about um so i mentioned earlier that i'm getting some new garden beds that are much longer than mm-hmm. the ones that we have. Um, we're kind of like rejiggering our whole garden area because I'm also one of those people who has like dreams of having like the beautiful landscaped, totally lush garden, but also like I'm never gonna do all that work to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're gonna do the like vegetable garden part of it mm-hmm. at least. And so I'm getting these extra long beds and I bought. Um, a squash tunnel
1: I'm very interested in this
0: so it's like a 10 foot tall thing that it's like an archway mm-hmm. that's 6 feet long and so you put each end of it into the ground like or a, a raised bed a giant squash arbor yeah it's like right. an arbor Um, but yeah it's like it's 6 feet long And however many feet tall. Um, And so I'm going to put that in my new beds. And then I'm going to grow loofahs. I
1: I can't begin to tell you how fascinated I am by your whole, like, I'm going to grow loofahs.
0: I know. Isn't it crazy? (laughs) So loofahs are basically just gourds. And so you just have to, like, the, the thing about loofahs is that they take apparently forever so they're good in the south because the season down here is so long Mm -hmm. so you just start them really really early and just let them go like i'll probably i probably have to start them in maybe march and then you just let them go until like october that's amazing and you just wait like forever they grow and then you have to like wait till you're supposed to have them dry out on the vine and then you like knock off all the extra stuff and you like get the seeds out and then you so have your own loofah
1: you just like let it die on the vine basically and then basically but yeah but you aren't but that's being successful yes <laughs> that's like, we the shall funny see. part about it is that like you grow it you ignore it you let it die and then you've been successful
0: yes um <laughs> i was reading some articles about it too and they're like oh a loofah is so hard but it's just because it takes so long and i'm like well the growing season here is forever, so.
1: Yeah, I am really interested in this squash tunnel, though, because we grow our cucumbers up uh, Yeah, we do, too. Because it saves, I mean, just, like, zucchini, any, like, any sort of squash, like... you can let it vine out, Mm -hmm. but if you let it vine out, I mean, it'll take over and it'll choke things out if you don't have a ton of, like, square footage for it. And so letting it grow up and vine up is really a much better way to go just in terms of saving space. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I I am fascinated by this concept of basically, like, a giant squash arbor.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think I might even, like... Maybe I'll even be brave enough to put cucumbers in again. Yeah, when I when I have it. I mean, obviously, it won't be until next year that we are able to put that in. But um,
1: like, if you, I'll 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 have the space this time. We'll link to some stuff in the show notes. But like, if you look at these like squash arbors <laughs> or squash tunnels or whatever, like with stuff growing on them, it's really cool looking. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like all these squash hanging down, like little like ornaments or something it's yeah really and that's cool. exactly
0: like what the loofahs will do that's so cool. um and also i think maybe if i want to i also want to try and get uh mustang grapes Oh, i don't know if i can grow those in the same bed or if they need their own like special thing because i think they're like it's basically like a fruit tree you mm-hmm. wouldn't you don't plant them every year it mm-hmm. would just be there But, um, now I'm thinking of like all these vining things that would go on my squash trellis that I probably won't use for squash, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm very excited about it.
1: I love it. I, uh, there's a few different ones. Um, I'll link to a couple different types on a gardener supply company, um, which is also where i get my uh, grow light from so like to a few different things for you in the show notes if you're curious and want to just want to check some stuff out for yourself um i'm sure you could also like figure out ways to build your own but that's not the kind of thing that happens in this house so
0: yeah you can make um like a frames and things like mm-hmm. that pretty easily um but yeah, it's it's more for us. It's more of a matter of like when will we actually get around to doing that?
1: Right. It's like the thing that goes on the dream list that just ends up by the time you're like, this is gonna take more effort and time. I'm just gonna, it. I'm just gonna order one, and it'll be less stressful. Yeah, <laughs> that's how things go for me at least.
0: Pretty much same for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So a couple just like funsy things. Um. There is a new show on Netflix called the big flower fight it's so good it's really good um it's sort of in the style of great british bake-off but it is giant flower sculptures like floral sculptures so if you've ever watched like the rose parade and like the floats that are like all made from flowers and plants it's kind of like that but a competition and it's delightful
0: I really enjoy it. I watched uh, I watched an episode right before we started recording. Actually, <laughs>
1: oh good, then we're on the same we're on the same we're on yeah. the same episode. Perfect.
0: Um, and it's just a very it's the same thing. If you are a fan of the Great British Bake Off, it's just like positive and most wholesome, delightful, and everything's beautiful. And I don't know, it just makes me happy to watch and. It was really good timing for it to uh, show up on Netflix.
1: Yeah, it was perfect. So we definitely recommend watching that. And then you also found this uh, like virtual flower show.
0: Yeah, accidentally. Well, not accidentally, but <laughs> <laughs> I was checking Twitter this morning and i happened upon a tweet about the chelsea flower show um because actually people were talking about how this tv show was like the chelsea flower show but a competition Mm -hmm. and so um if you don't know about uh the chelsea flower show it's this very very famous flower show in england and it's like a huge huge deal Mm -hmm. and there's this beautiful like chelsea gardens and they're just um, like kind of i don't know if they're like the um like premier cultivated gardens in europe or like what exactly the history is behind it but it's a very old garden and they're constantly maintaining it and so they do tons and tons of events and shows and uh judged competitions and stuff surrounding it this week normally (laughs) yeah and because of the pandemic obviously they're not able to really do that but they've moved everything online so cool and it's pretty awesome so you can like kind of like take a class or you can go check out some of the stuff and there's all these flower experts and so if you are at all interested in gardening or flowers or even houseplants stuff it's super interesting and awesome
1: yeah they have some really great articles um and, I mean, the Royal Horticultural Society, like, their website has a bunch of resources and stuff. But, yeah, they've got all these different, like, demos or, you know, videos and stuff like that. So, pretty cool. We'll definitely link to that uh, because it's just a nice way that they're keeping that going even though people can't be together in person. yeah so that's you know aside from there's just oodles and oodles of places that you can find information um my grandmother again because she's a master gardener also she somehow has this like ability to get catalogs without ever actually like i don't know how the woman has her name on so many like catalog subscriptions (laughs) but she just gets catalogs by the dozens and um a lot of them are like related to gardening and flowers and so there's just so many different places online where you can purchase seeds you can purchase plants um you can purchase like different gardening supplies that you might not necessarily be able to find at just like your average like lowe's or home depot or even some of your local nurseries um but obviously you know we always encourage buying local when you can and so um, you know, go go to your local nurseries. Talk to the people that work there. Um, most of the time, people that are working at like a small like local nursery, a lot of times they know what they're doing, um, and because they're working there because it's something that they are passionate about, passionate about, and they enjoy. So it's not like you know a, a random teenager that's working at Lowe's because they need the paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's somebody that actually is really good at what they do and they love plants and they love gardening and they can give you advice on, you know, what kind of soil you need and what kind of fertilizers you need. And, you know, if you, if you're having issues with bugs or something that they can help you figure that stuff out and troubleshoot that stuff. So, Local nurseries are a great resource um, when you're getting started. And even if you've been doing it for a while and you just are want to try growing some new stuff or like are need some help troubleshooting something, get online, figure out where your local nurseries are, and hit them up.
0: Yeah, and usually they can also help you if you're looking for something in particular that they don't have. They'll know where you can get it.
1: Yeah, sometimes they can order really it helpful. too. So. Yeah, yeah that's definitely, you know, obviously there's some things that you just may like need to go online for. Um, but finding, finding somewhere local and, you know, that's a little bit small, supporting your small business, supporting local, um,
0: they'll be able to to help you with a lot of stuff. The other thing you can get at our local nurseries at least, um, that you can not get at Home Depot are ladybugs. If you didn't know, a lot of places you can buy, like, a container of ladybugs to release in your garden.
1: Which, because they eat the nasties, which is
0: good. Yeah, yeah, they eat aphids and all sorts of other gross bugs, and mm-hmm. ladybugs are pretty and very beneficial to your garden. So, um, I think it's usually only certain times of the year that they have them. Um, but I think probably... They might take over
1: your house, but they probably won't.
0: But... No! <laughs> Not ladybug. I mean, you're in the Midwest. I guess ladybugs do yeah. kind of crazy. In the
1: Midwest, you're like you see one ladybug in your house, and you're like,
0: "Oh my god, down the here- infestation has come." Down here, ladybugs are like much more uh, rare. I guess mm-hmm. not rare, but like we don't have them like you like yes. there we are in the midwest yeah, so like you have don't, to buy them
1: right you probably don't need to buy them in illinois but you probably do need to buy them in texas yeah <laughs> it took me a minute to remember that when you're like you can buy ladybugs i was like why the fuck would you go buy, ladybugs? Right, you just buy like a, it's oh, like a box wait. of
0: like like a little container of like 150 yes. ladybugs something like that yes um to to toss into your garden yeah
1: that's, yeah, it's pretty good awesome.
0: Stuff. The that's other fun. thing that a local nursery person will be able to tell you if you are confident enough to ask them questions, first of all, mm-hmm. which I know as introverts can be hard, but local nurseries will tell you when you need two plants instead oh. of one when yes. you're trying to grow uh, certain vegetables and fruits. Um, yes. Which I would have known if I had asked someone. The first year I tried to grow tomatillos. Anyone out there trying to grow tomatillos, you need two.
1: Yeah, because they, do you have to have a male and female?
0: Uh, It's not like a male and female, but you need the cross-pollination situation. So, yeah. Oops. Yep. It worked out fine the next year. And I had plenty of flowers for the bees the first year.
1: (laughs) You had some lovely foliage. we were very happy. (laughs) oh man well getting our hands in the dirt well okay I'm not gonna lie to you I garden in gloves a lot but same (laughs) but getting our you know our hands dirty and growing stuff in our yards obviously that brings us a lot of joy when it's not a bajillion degrees outside but there's other stuff that brings us joy too so let's talk about it Megan what is bringing you joy right now
0: well, I confess that my joy is also related to gardening. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'll allow it. But I ordered myself something totally ridiculous for my garden. <laughs> and it is a little swivel chair <coughs> on wheels. Like a little scooter that I can Aww, scoot around. Grandma. I can I can sit on it and I can scoot around my garden <laughs> and pull my weeds without having to like kneel. Or squat down, cause I'm old.
1: We'll, we'll link it in the show notes if anyone else wants to. It's live actually their best like grandma
0: pretty life. comfortable. I so right now like it's not the best for our yard because um, everything's really uneven in mm-hmm. our garden area. But I set it next to where the tomato beds are, and I sat down in it to like pull some suckers off and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is actually a pretty comfortable seat. I'm super excited about this purchase. <laughs> I do not feel any shame in buying a swivel chair for my garden.
1: <laughs> just imagining you <laughs> scooting around your garden in your little swivel, swivel chair.
0: It's pretty exciting. That's adorable. I, I mean, that. I also, like, my family had gotten me last year, like, those knee pads. Yes. But those things suck. They just cut, like, they cut into your yeah. leg. Sure. Um, so I don't like them. I'd rather just sit on the ground directly <laughs> than use those <laughs> things. So now Certainly. I don't have to.
1: Apparently you turn 40 and you buy swivel chairs for your garden and that's just... That's
0: right. (laughs) Living my best life. That's
1: what I got to look forward to. (laughs) I'm very very excited about it.
0: It's a beautiful shade of teal. Come on.
1: Perfect.
0: Perfect. Love it. (laughs) What about you?
1: Uh, So I have been doing a lot of yoga lately Mm. um yeah I was sort of in a in a place um the you know we brought home the baby I was in this like new mom like fog but I also was like I feel like I need to move my body and I also, I, obviously, I'm not going to the gym right now, not that I ever really liked going to the gym to begin with, um, but I also just like the idea of doing any sort of like strenuous activity was like, no, um, but I love yoga, and so I, because I am now forced to be a morning person, I can get up in the morning, sometimes I, sometimes um depending on how late the baby sleeps sometimes i i wake up a little bit before her um and sometimes i do it after she's like had her bottle and gone down for a morning nap but even just like 30 minutes of yoga like in the mornings i just i feel so good and um i discovered yoga with adrian Um, you
0: just discovered her
1: i don't know how i didn't know about her before. i have no idea i've been living in a
0: whole, I guess. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> She, she's in Austin, so I just assume everyone knows about her.
1: Everybody knows. Everybody knows Adrian. Well, now I do, too. Um, she's got a YouTube If you also do not know about Adrian, Um she has a YouTube channel. She has a website, too, and, like, a community that you can, like, join and stuff like that. Um, but she's got just, like, tons and tons and tons of videos on YouTube and in playlists where you can, like, search by how long they are or, you know, what kind of yoga you want to do. Um, she puts out like calendars each month with different yoga workouts. And um, so I've been doing some of her stuff. And then um, actually, our, uh, our HR team at work has been doing some fun things. And one of them is weekly yoga. So Tuesday afternoons, there's like a 30 minute little yoga class that one of our um, co-workers leads and it's just a nice little like stretching kind of zen break. Um, Yeah it's really nice. It's really nice. I'm really enjoying it so I like really look forward to it so. That's awesome. That is that's bringing me joy. I feel like I'm getting I feel like I'm still getting my workout but it's what my body and my mental health can, like, handle right now.
0: I mean, I think that's the most important thing.
1: I think so, too. I think so. I mean, that's really, like, the point. But, because I just, I don't know. There's some, like, strenuous exercise stresses me out anyway. (laughs) And so.
0: (laughs) I had no idea.
1: I know. I'm already so high anxiety. I don't need more stress. So doing something (laughs) like yoga, I think it's just, you know, it's finding what works for you. And I've just finally accepting, like, especially in this season of life, this is what works for me. And it makes me happy and it makes me feel good.
0: And I like it. The other thing I like about Adrienne's playlist is that she has like, like yoga for bedtime and yoga if you're stressed out and yoga Mm -hmm. to wake yourself up. And I think like that is a really um, useful way for me to be looking at it when I'm looking for a yoga Mm -hmm. workout because I don't necessarily know like, the difference between all the different kinds of yoga. Yes. But if you're like, this is your yoga you should do at bedtime to help you fall asleep, I can go, yes, that is what I need.
1: Yeah. The way that she has it listed and described, it's like yoga for a sore back Mm -hmm. or, you know, for leg strength or core strength or, you know, whatever, instead of being like, and this is our vinyasa sunrise. (laughs) Because if you're not a yogi, you don't know what any of that crap means. So you could be like, hey, you know what? My back's been a little sore. Let's do some
0: stretching. Yeah. So I like it. I like it. I need to probably do that more as well because – I have been meaning to get back on the the exercising train, and it's just mm-hmm. been uh, too I've much for my us. brain to handle. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I, uh, I, um, downloaded her or pulled up her like May calendar, and was doing it, and then I realized I was on the wrong date. <laughs> <laughs> so I was adorable of me um it's fine (laughs) it doesn't really matter i was i I did something i did something and sometimes that's all you just you just have to do something so
0: exactly (sighs) well next week we will be right back here and discussing one of our other crazy old lady habits crafting
1: so, whether you are crazy for crochet or passionate about paper craft, we're going to be talking about it. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and, join, and listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, Megan needs to know how to grow her zucchini. We love to hear from our listeners.
0: <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.